0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. So glad you tuned back in. I have the privilege of having two extraordinary guests today. First, I want to introduce Cliff Kirby to you. He is the CEO of Needle Smart. He spent his career in the world of business, engineering and product development, graduated with his degree from uh, mechanical engineering and established an engineering design consultancy. Cliff has developed an end-to-end product development and delivery approach by working with and alongside blue chip companies like Rolls-Royce, Caterpillar, Tyco, and many more. We also have Michael Barron on the podcast. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Needle Smart. Michael is a Philadelphia-based graduate of Villanova University. Has spent the last 30 years helping to build, scale, and lead high growth companies. The first 20 years of his career were spent building and managing portfolios for family offices and sovereign wealth funds. So excited to have both of you here on the podcast. Talk to us about what you're up to at Needle Smart. Cliff, Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Sean. Good to see you. It's a pleasure to have you guys. Now, look, we're going to get into Neil Smart and the work that you guys do. Before we do that, though, what is it that got you guys into healthcare?
1: Let me field that question. Um, I think one of the things that takes us as a business into healthcare is that healthcare is probably one of the last frontiers where every problem is solved by people. And more and more people are required to solve bigger and bigger problems. We all have high expectations of healthcare. We all want to live longer. We all want to be fitter, et cetera. And that puts a burden of expectation on the service from a delivery point of view. And then as a patient, we then all get frustrated because we can't quite get the service we want or it becomes long-winded. So as a result of that, we feel that as a business, we have a not just a product or a solution that, that makes a lot of sense and adds value, but actually is a step change for that marketplace. And we feel that as a business, we can offer a genuine difference at the point of delivery, whether you're the caregiver or whether you're the person receiving that care.
0: Thank you, Cliff, appreciate that. And yeah, you're right, there's an opportunity for technology to play a major role in how problems are solved and not just having people do that. So talk to us about what the company does to add value to the healthcare ecosystem.
2: Sure, I'll I'll jump in here. So I, I think that to set the stage, it's important to recognize that injections have largely been unchanged for hundred years with the ecosystem around them. I'm sure, there have been new vaccines, but vaccinations remain a series of loosely linked events, no process, no workflow, strategy around them, and that causes them to be more dangerous, more expensive, more inefficient, and more and more wasteful than they need to be. NeoSmart is the world's first digital end-to-end injection management platform is built to make both the patient experience and the clinical experience optimized, bringing together a a, a process and, and workflow that makes sense for all. So a patient will check in on their cell phone, arrive to a clinic with their cell phone with a QR code, that QR code is scanned by a clinician right now as the patient enters enters the clinic, we know who they are because they've entered their own data, what they're there for, and any other clinical questions. The clinician scans the QR code on the vaccine, injects the patient, places that needle into our technology which heats it up to 2400 degrees instantaneously, kills all the bacteria, any pathogens, any residual medication, and renders that sharp needle safe. At the same time, As our technology is destroying that needle, we are pushing a digital record of what just happened into a client's EMR, into their patient record or portal. We can send a copy directly to their cell phone, allowing them some patient sovereignty over their own health and family care records. We can inform the supply chain up and down about what's being used in real time. And at the end of the day, the process, we are through that process, all. We're able to reduce needle stick injuries to near zero, cut the clinical time by more than 75 and decrease waste at the end of this process, clinical waste by more than 50%.
0: Sounds like a great, great system that uses both technology as well as a device to destroy the needle and then information exchange, right? Something that I think is majorly lacking. If you guys, I've never heard of anything like this in the market, what would you say is the biggest problem that it solves and what's different about it than what's
1: out there right now? Yeah, I think to take it up a level, the, there are multiple problems that are being addressed in, in an ecosystem solution such as ours. And we have the benefit of having clinical people working with us, but Michael and I have a different way of looking at things. So we're able to take a very high-level view on how this ecosystem could operate and how it brings together um, every single value proposition at the point of disposal of a needle, which is what's going to happen in any clinical environment. Um, Every clinician wants to dispose of contaminated sharp waste safely. So by building an ecosystem around a safety um, solution, we know that the data we gather is captured and transmitted at the moment that needles destroyed, which gives us a value chain that that no one else in the market has really brought anything towards. I think to to think about it, you have to look holistically at the process. Every every person will have had an injection at some point. They'll have been through largely the same process. And to Michael's earlier point, none of those events, if we call them that, are, are linked via an ecosystem approach. They are just one step follows the next step. And There are many points of data disconnect. There are many points of unhygienic data that's captured, misrecordation, administration problems. And and all of those things are are reliant entirely on on a clinician taking full ownership of of a process. We have something here that by putting an ecosystem to this creates a huge value chain and, and pushes data at the end of it that arguably could not be closer to real time and could not be more hygienic.
0: Yeah, it sounds quite revolutionary. And there's so much that I don't even know, you guys probably have a better feel for the number of stick injuries out there, but there's a lot of them, right? And there's a lot of contamination, a lot of
1: issues with this. Yeah, from a needle stick perspective alone, in the US market, if we just focus there, it's a billion dollar industry. And it's not just about the individual who receives the needle stick, it's about the follow on events for that person, be that time from work, therapy, injection series, risk of, of cross infection, but also the additional burden on the the co-workers, the the extra staff that are required from an agency perspective. And um, the list goes on and that's before you really address the topic of litigation. And that's that's just one one territory. You know, of course it's a very advanced marketplace, but that problem exists in every country around the world. And by addressing what is known as a post procedural needle stick injury which is the piece that we're involved with, the after the event. That represents in and around 25% of all injuries. And of course, after the event is the most contaminated part of the event. So we are addressing something from a physical approach with an internet of things solution, if you will.
0: That's fantastic, thank you, Cliff, appreciate that. And look, when when companies and leaders like yourselves develop platforms and technologies setbacks happen. And we like to learn from setbacks because we feel we oftentimes get more from those than the wins. Can you share one that happened with you guys
1: and what a key learning that came from it was? Yeah, well, I think let me start on that and then let, let's like, let's ask Michael to pick up on it because it's part of our journey together as well. Is If we go back to just before COVID, Needle Smart, the business you see today was really just a business focused with a hardware solution that dealt with safety and sustainability at its core proposition. And um, we entered the marketplace in 2020 or were entering the marketplace in 2020 and we were hit by lockdowns. And those lockdowns instantly are terminal in, in many cases to startup businesses. You're relying heavily on those first sales coming through the door. And of course they don't materialize through a series of events that are beyond anyone's control. At that moment in time, you're faced with that old phrase, it's not failure, it's feedback. And it's, what do we do now? And at the same moment, I was building a concept in my mind around a digital ecosystem that could support the hardware, which is what you see in front of you today. We were looking at other opportunities prior to the vaccination marketplace, but of course, COVID placed that front and center in our mind. And then the evolution of that software platform is what really started Michael and I working together some years back really very early in, in the lockdown process was because we both coalesced around the fact that an ecosystem technology that can deliver very clean, easy data, very capable data that can be reachable by clinicians and patients was something that we both agreed was not just something we wanted to see in the marketplace, but we thought it was going to add huge value. And genuinely is the reason that brought us together working initially on screens for a very long period of time, you say?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that when, when you look at at, at the silver lining of, of, of that story, especially what was happening, saw during COVID, you, you can see the stress that, that clinicians were under. And it really, I think, crystallized galvanize our, our belief and focus uh, on being able to be safer. One of the things that we say often around our, uh, our shop is that nobody got into healthcare, right? No clinician got into healthcare to be an administrator. And that's no slight to hospital or, or healthcare administration, but the two of those are very different things. And what we've done and what's happened is that the burden Continues on to fall onto on the shoulders of clinicians by reimagining this and looking at this, we came up with a solution that really meets clinicians right at their workflow to be allow them to interact and spend their time where they're going to have the most impact. Additionally, where Cliff talked about as a direct result of that, looking at this product process differently we started to to really better understand the power of data and we're moving into the next frontier about what could be rather than what is.
0: Yeah, and thank you. Thank you, Michael and Cliff for that. And the data piece is fascinating, right? There's so much time that, that people spend logging things into the EHR, into the EMR. Hey, one less thing to log in is music to any clinician's ears. And then if you have the safety pieces of, a patient comes in, there's no mix up in who they are and what type of record is being submitted. Billing benefits from it. So I, I see a lot of a lot of benefits in your platform for sure. And kudos for navigating the environment where could have thrown you guys off, you guys used it as a launching pad to evolve in a lot faster way. And so you guys are in the thick of it now. You're doing an incredible job with the technology. What's a healthcare trend or tech? that you think is gonna change healthcare as we know it today?
2: Yeah, so this isn't gonna surprise you because uh, your, your guests have said this in, in the past. And we look at one of the most powerful trends in healthcare right now, it's not gonna surprise you, it's AI. Now, it's probably one of the most hotly talked about topics within healthcare. And yet at the same time, while there's a lot of heat around that issue, there's most certainly not a lot of light. Conversations tend to focus with AI about how doctor's jobs are going to be easier. They talk about generative AI providing solutions to questions. We've looked at the opportunity slightly differently. We think that the power of this data is going to provide real-world, real-time solutions to being able to access underserved markets and misunderstood markets in real time. Let me give you an example every year they roll out flu vaccine data and they talk about the number of people that got a, a, a flu injection here in the United States. Now, that is a misnomer because that's actually the number of doses that were produced, not the number of people who got vaccines. But if you break that down to a more localized level in real time, rather than looking backwards at what happened in 2022 or 2021, you could say this year, Right, using an injection management platform, you could understand neighborhood by neighborhood where vaccine uptake was happening in real time. That data, that intelligence, allows you to create a prescriptive real-time plan, whether that be at the county level, whether that be within certain neighborhoods, whether that be through certain clinics, whether that be through certain insurance companies, to be able to go out and reach members of, of the community who might need access, who might not have access, who might need different types of messaging to be able to understand where they could go, what was available, what the risks were. And by using an injection management platform tied back together, saw the experience is easy, it's safer, it's more efficient and more sustainable. So when somebody has a positive outcome with something, they're more likely to do it. And one of Cliff and I's more favorite phrases, nobody's ever lost money making things easier for people. So this, at the end of the day, is easier for both healthcare consumers and clinicians. I love that, Michael. (laughs) That's a great quote. Uh,
0: Nobody has ever lost money making things easier for people. Love that. Um, No, that's great. And then, Michael, great summary there. I, I think it's such a great example of how we can leverage the technology you guys are building for public health, for community health and ways to really be smarter about how we plan and allocate resources for the health of our communities. Uh, I think I saw, Cliff, were you gonna comment on that? I didn't wanna cut you off in our discussion.
1: Yeah, I think what I would just add on the back of that is that in in order to get really good outputs from, from any sort of data modeling, AI or others, you've gotta have a quality input, you've gotta have good hygienic data, there are varying statistics around the quality of the hygiene of of medical data, but none of it makes particularly good reading. But then you've also got to have volume of data. So you've got to have the ability to capture in multiple locations in real time at any given point, so that the volume of the data that you transact can be modeled in a way that makes sense. If you only have the ability to access a few thousand records and, and model around that, that the trends that you can predict while they'll be in front of you will not be as accurate as if you could model five hundred thousand records and over a greater geographic spread and have that in real time in front of you that's where we see huge power from what we create is almost the fuel that feeds the ai engine yeah no for
0: sure and that's a great point a lot of people talk about the ai it's so important to have that data that the AI depends on, that clean, well-structured data. And that's what gives the AI the power. Love that. Uh, Couldn't agree with you more. Well, Michael Cliff, thank you guys for this. It's certainly promising to hear the work that you guys are doing in this needle safety space. What closing thought would you leave us with? And all of us, all, all of our listeners listening to our interview today, what's the call to action and what's the best place they could reach out and learn more
2: about what you guys are doing? First and foremost, they can find out more about our journey. Follow along and connect with us at Needlesmart.com. We're uh, LinkedIn and Twitter at at Needlesmart. Most certainly reach out to Cliff and I with any questions and or comments. But if I were to leave, if I were to to one call to action, I think it's imperative, Saul, to all of us to think differently and to reimagine healthcare solutions that we want. I think that we've spent a lot of, Cliff and I've spent a lot of time hearing stories. We've spent a lot of time over the last two years on Capitol Hill. We've met with 50 members of the House of Representatives, 20 members of the Senate to be able to educate them on both issues, pitfalls, and opportunities that exist right now within healthcare. I think it falls on all of our shoulders to not let the status quo continue. So we are passionate about innovation. We're passionate about making this change that we know is going to have very serious impact on patient and caregivers' lives and experiences. Thank
0: you for that, Michael. A really strong call to action. I invite all of our listeners to take action. We do that all the time. If something today resonated with you, Don't stop at listening. Take action in the show notes. You're going to see links to to the company, to their LinkedIn and Twitter accounts so that you can reach out to Michael and Cliff. So make sure you do that. And Cliff, Michael, I want to thank both of you for taking action and being with us today to share the story and the trajectory of NeedleSmart.
1: Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Sean. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs)